Hey there, it's me, Miss Cadaver. Before we get into today's episode, I want to take the time to address a challenging topic that's been on my mind since mid-June. It brings me extreme sadness and disbelief to say that during the month of June, my family and I have fallen upon devastating times that have made it extremely hard to keep creating content and be active online. On Juneteenth, my husband received the devastating news that his father had passed away after unexpectedly suffering three heart attacks in the same day. After an untimely passing the day after Father's Day, I found myself beside myself as to what to do, but instead of going offline for a while, I wanted to take this time to emphasize the importance of heart health and exercise in our everyday lives. Losing our loved ones to heart complications is an unbearable pain that nobody should have to go through. However, one in five deaths every day is related to heart complications. The best thing we can do to preserve our own health is balance our diets, drink water, and exercise. The best thing we can do to preserve the health of those who we cherish is to support positive lifestyle changes they want to make and encourage healthy eating and exercise. Things can change on a dime like it has for us recently. And of course, while we can't control everything, it's important for us to take control of the things we can help in our lives just to make things easier on us and those we love as we get older. In honor of his love for the podcast and unwavering support of the show, I wanted to partner with the American Heart Association to host the Heart to Heart fundraiser in loving memory of Jay, aka Papa Cadabra. The minimum you're able to donate through the Instagram fundraiser is $5, but any amount is indescribably appreciated. And even if you can't donate, because I completely understand, it would still mean the world to me if you share this fundraiser with a loved one or just somebody who means as much to you as Jay meant to my family and I. And thanks to a recent collaboration with Oscar of Mycelium Limity and our new Fruits of Life campaign, the podcast has been bestowed the great opportunity to beef up incentive for Colorado-based listeners only. Oscar has been generous enough to donate genetics to any Colorado listeners or supporters of the show that are interested in Mycelia Unlimited arranging a pickup of your gift for you in exchange of a donation of $10 to the Heart to Heart fundraiser. A donation is by no means mandatory. Just taking the time to listen to this already means the world to me. My intentions are to host the Heart to Heart fundraiser up until the memorial services are held in August so that you have plenty of time to make a change if you can't do so at this time. All proceeds are directly given to the American Heart Association to put towards lowering the rate of death associated with heart complications. To donate, please head on over to Smoke to Smoke's backup page, Smoke to Smoke underscore productions on Instagram, and hit the button in the show's bio to donate. Take care, stay lifted, and thank you for your time. Hello and welcome to Smoke to Smoke, the show that'll get you in the know about smoke and drill. I'm your host, Kadabra. 
With this podcast, I hope to inform you about the fast-growing world of cannabis. I'll be discussing strains, cannabis legislation, groundbreaking studies on the herb, and much more because there's a lot to cover. This podcast is for listeners 18 and up, so if you're a little kid, I might have to ask you to leave for now, but when it's your time, I'll be here and just feel free to hop on back in. Thank you so much for tuning in. Let's get started. Hello again. For this episode of Shroom to Shroom, I'll be welcoming back the creator of the Daily Chronicles podcast. However, instead of talking about his passions for cannabis and his own podcast that I was recently featured on, we'll be chatting about Rodney's personal relationship with psychedelics. Before we get started, though, I have a quick disclaimer. While making immense effort to broadcast accurate information, I am not a doctor. I'm simply presenting my views based on what I gather from my own research. Please do not use this podcast as medical advice, and be sure to consult your physician for any medical issues you may be having. Thank you. Now, let's light up and dig in. Hello, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Before we get started, how are you doing today? And what are you microdosing on, if anything? Oh, well, yeah, thanks for having me again. Uh, it's been a pleasure. Microdosing. So <clears throat> I'm doing both a micro and a macro dose. So a microdose, uh, I think it's number two albino penis MV. Okay. I do about a half a gram in the morning and half a gram at night. So a micro dose, a gram a day. Uh, love that. Helps the anxiety, you know, the depressive thoughts. Uh, it just it just levels everything for me and love it. But I macro dose on uh, some gas, quite literally. It's grape, ape, sugar. It's the dabs that I'm dabbing on. And I'll be honest, really like a micro and a macro life. Nice. Okay. So you mentioned, I believe it was when I hopped on your show that you like the way that cannabinoids really blend with the effects of mushrooms. However, for me, it seems like it's for more like LSD, um, weed seems to pair nicer, but with like mushrooms, if the, especially if the strain is really potent on its own, I try not to smoke because I notice it kind of gives me like too much of that feeling where I'm just kind of like, whoa, I need to get out of this. You know, you're not the first time. That's not the first time I've heard that. And you're not the first person to say that to me. You know, my response is this and will always be this. You know, I'm a purveyor, purveyor of just happiness in my life. You know, I've always been in the pleasure business from the first time that I picked up a spatula to the, the, the just setting down my bong here in a second. I've always been in the pleasure business because, you know, um, what pains us is hurtful, right? You know, trauma to uh, slamming your finger in a car door. We learn lessons from that. And that means that everybody's pain is different. Everybody is different, you know. And so that means that everyone has to medicate differently, you know. And that's part of the problem that a lot of, um, you know, law, laws and regulations and things like that are running into right now. Because, well, how drunk is too drunk for a certain person? You know, well, with alcohol, it's a certain parts per per million in your bloodstream. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You know, you blow over this, you blow over that. It's different in, you know, different le- legalities, if you will, in different states. Why don't we do weed like that? Why don't we do shrooms like that? Why don't we do LSD like that? You know, well, because they want to kill our happiness, I guess, is the only real is the only real answer there. But the truth is, I've always been in the pleasure business. And so understanding that you understand some people like certain things, whether they're trendy or not, with all due respect, you know, and 
I think that there's a great number of people listening to this that uh, a few years ago probably like, oh, no, man, I can't do shrooms. I did them the one time and I lost my mind. Yeah, because you didn't dose properly. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, you know, no, no, no shade thrown, but like, you know, let me help you out here. I'm not trying to be your yogi or your, your Sherpa. I'm just telling you how to fucking do it right. <laughs> like, that's the truth, you know, and. Cause I ha I too have just crammed a bunch of shrimps in my mouth and I don't even know what happened for the next eight hours. It was gnarly. Right. But at the same time, I feel that with, you know, these niceties come a responsibility of dosing properly, of knowing what you're doing, you know, and I I've heard that before. I heard that people on shrooms, um, can't smoke weed because it just makes them just, you know, zonk out. Like they fucking hate that, you know, everything gets, you know, the room starts breathing and shit. So they don't know where one starts and when one stops, you know, and when you cross drugs like that, cross things like that, you're going to have some hybrid effects. It just so happens that that abysmal depth of hybrid effects there is what I use to heal. You know, and so sometimes it is just as simple as muting the world around you for some people, you know, or, or, you know, being able to curb certain emotions and, and stuff like that and just getting out of your head for a minute. Other people chase that wacky high full of, you know, rigid peaks and flashing moments, you know, pushing their uh, mind, you know, the countless bounds. Other people want something more of an, uh, you know, ethereal aspect of breathing rooms and working one with energy. So really... Again, you know, I digress, but the answer is going to be different for everyone. However, I, I, it's very, very awesome to know that you like to uh, dabble in the LSD. I like that. Yeah, but like like I said earlier, it kind of just depends on the strain for me when it comes to okay. mushrooms. If the okay. strain is more mild, when I smoke, like, um, what was the name of that strain I had? Pink Buffalo. That was one of the fruits that I was gifted from Mycelia Unlimited. And that one paired with cannabis very well, especially since at first I was getting a lot of like a creative sensation, the urge to like, I've got to do something with my hands. So that's when I started working on the newsletter, kind of started working on a whole bunch of different little side projects I had, but I was so wound up. I wouldn't say wound up. I was so um, kind of enthralled in getting that work done because I guess um, my um, creative senses were getting were peaking in a way that I didn't really notice any of the visuals or that I would I didn't notice any of the visuals that I normally would associate with mushrooms until about hour four that's when around the time I started smoking and like I don't smoke a whole lot like usually it's just a couple hits off of a bowl and that's it like once I have mushrooms in my system my desire to really smoke goes down dramatically which is an odd thing that I've noticed well, psilocybin um, has been known to be an appetite suppressant. So that that kind of, you know, it, that walks hand in hand with what you're saying. Hey, have you ever talked to uh, Dr. Larry Norris? I have not. Okay. He runs Decriminalized Nature on the national level. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting him not too long ago. I think we talked about him on my show. I definitely need to get him in touch with you. This man could blow your mind about different, you know, uh, fungi, fungi, however you want to pronounce it, uh, Midwest or not, um, <laughs> and and uh, you know, um, ethiogens. Sorry, yeah, ethiogens. So you know, like cacti and things like peyote, Gosh, yeah. all of that stuff. Yeah, so he could blow your mind. I, I will blow your mind now with something that he shared with me. Did you know that you can make LSA out of something that you can buy from any, any, any purveyor of foliage or flowers and grow in your backyard? I did not. Um, 
is this legal before you before you disclose this information on the show? <laughs> it is frowned upon. Then maybe um, we will talk about this after the show because I am perfect. Okay, okay. Ah, okay. So again, science strikes back, and we get into some very yep. interesting things. Yep. <laughs> so we've done a little bit of chatting, but I don't think we've had you really reintroduce yourself for the lovely folks at home. So tell us who you are, what you do, and what you got going on right now. Oh, damn. Uh, well, obviously, I like to talk. Um, <clears throat> sorry. No, my name is Rodney Leinhart. I, uh, you know, creative director, founder, uh, producer, whatever have you under the sun, production-wise, of 1-1 Studio Productions. Uh, we run the show's um deliciously dope a journey into the world of culinary and cannabis the daily chronicles we have terpenes and technicolor review in the works um we do a lot of commercial type you know uh, advertising video marketing um we push we help people push their brands because let's face it video marketing is 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 number one i'm an author just finished my first book it's going to print here soon stoked about that working on the second you know uh and i'm a home cook man you know i cook at home i do it the right way that means i you know source my shit locally when i can grow it when i can't harvest it when i can you know and Honestly, the fact that we're not doing that enough these days is, is saddening. But, you know, still, I, I, you know, move forward in my progress. I make my own butter, you know. Nobody does that, you know. Uh, and, that, and, you know, I get my, my eggs from a local chicken. I can literally, not that I would throw rocks at a chicken, but I could throw a rock from here to where the chickens are in my neighborhood. You know, I hear them every morning. And I know, yeah, we bought to get some eggs. And I walk mm. over there. There's nothing fresher than walking over to the chicken coop and get being handed a dozen eggs. That's it. You know, and I don't know. That's just a little bit of what I do. I travel and film things and smoke weed while doing it. Uh, mushrooms haven't always been a part of my life, uh, but they've become a huge part of my life as of late. I'm ordering some mycelium to grow my own mushrooms here in my house, you know. The mycelium being a different multitude of mushrooms. We're talking reishis, lion's manes, cordyceps. That's my favorite. Yeah, dude, screw a cup of coffee. Eat you some cordyceps mushrooms in the, in the morning and tell me you don't get shit done. You know, eat some psilocybin in the morning and tell me you don't get shit done. You know, and... and, and... The psilocybin, because you, I can definitely say I can, yeah. like... Yeah. <laughs> I, I won't be able to function necessarily in the same way um, with a certain dosage of mushrooms. Like I microdose um, almost every morning. I take breaks here and there. Like I just finished probably like a week and a half long Word. break. But still, again, dosage is mm -hmm. important. Here. Know, know your dosages. And, and here's the thing. This is something that's okay to Google. Go ahead and Google macro and microdoses of these excuse me, of uh, these fungi, of these ethiogens, and people will tell you. Do your research. Go to Reddit. Yeah, you can definitely, you can definitely go and do research at Reddit. Uh, that's one of my favorite resources. There's also Shroomery and uh, Mushly, which I think is like Leafly, but for mushrooms, I really like going there and just kind of seeing the different strain reviews that people go over, how they affect them. But again, it also depends on really your, your body size, because for me, the amount of mushrooms that that's considered a normal dose for me is probably about 
half the amount that's a normal dose for my husband. Exactly, exactly. Body type has a lot to do with it as well. Uh, more so, it depends on the administration and the uh, metabolism of a person. I'll explain. Mm -hmm. So if you're eating edibles, your edible is going to affect you differently in somewhat similar to how it's going to affect me because of absorption rate, m metabolic rates, uh, physique, diet, dude, the list could go on medically. But all of those things, the person should kind of have a good idea about anyway, right? So... You know, that's why smoking a joint's kind of instantaneous. You feel about the same because you're only getting so high. You know, it, it is what it is. You're not getting blasted. That's why dabs, you know, uh, do differently. That's why shrooms. That's why, you know, acid. Again, it goes back to everyone is different. That's the truth of it. However, you know, it was such a fond memory reaching back and be like, man, I'm blazed. How about you? And you're looking at your friends that you just, you know, snuck out of school with to smoke a joint, you know self-incriminating sue me yeah, i don't give a shit the point is i did it we all knew i did it uh i'm here because yeah. i did do it so moving on you know you're like oh man i'm baked bro you know they're like yeah me too i don't know if that person's lying to me i know that i'm high as shit standing in the woods going fuck school i'm gonna go you know smoke another joint somewhere and, and you know whatever right but like, I don't know. And, and even today, you, you don't really know what another person is feeling. However, you do know what you are feeling and you know your limits. You'll know when that person's vibing. You'll be able to see it. You're not going to question it. So if you have to question it, maybe you ain't vibing right first, you know. So little, you know, personal accountability for you there. So in taking a person accountability, part of that is, again, Miss Cadabra, knowing your dose. You're absolutely right. Yes. So thank you for joining me on the sub series because yeah, unlike what we normally do here at Smoke to Smoke, we're trying things out a little bit new with Shroom to Shroom and we're kind of trying to talk about the world of functional mushrooms and psychedelics. So you mentioned this a little bit, how you haven't always been into mushrooms and psychedelics. Can you tell us what initially got you into them and the world of mycology just as a whole? Yeah, man, this is uh, this is pretty interesting. Um, so everyone has Netflix. <laughs> everyone should stop this tape right now. It's not a tape, but I wanted to say that and thank you for letting me. But you know, <laughs> you should pause this and go watch Fantastic Fungi on Netflix. Okay, listen to what Mister Paul Stamus has to say. Okay, I'm I'm probably butchering his last name. I Stamets Stamens Stamets. It's it's my bad. Buy his book. Walking mycelium or mycelium walking again. I am, you know, I just took a dab. Sorry, but these things are so damn educational. It's not even funny. You know, like I watched this I was like, that's damn good and interesting and very, very educational. How is it on Netflix? You know what I mean? You're like, they, they don't anyways. That's uh, kind of was a turning point uh, in my life because weed is great. Don't get me wrong. But once you have to start taking tolerance breaks, you need something new, right? You need a different kind of coffee because you've drank the same kind for the last 15 years, you know, and you look for something different in your life because like, you ask yourself, is there a difference or am I supposed to do the same exact remedial fucking thing from now until I die? And the answer is no. You know, there is a world out there. There is, there are possibilities out there. You just have to say, fuck it and take a risk. That is the truth, you know, and so I'm looking at all of these veterans around me, you know, of course I did shrooms in high school, college, at parties, yo, that wasn't, that was recreational and I did not dose that properly and I paid the price, 
if you will, sort of say. Okay, but I seen shit that I wasn't ready to see and didn't want to see, you know, but now it's different because if you get to that point of having those uh, hallucinogenic effects, then you aren't microdosing appropriately. Okay, ergo, different strains of different mushrooms. They do different things. They may be grown the same way, but there is a chance that sometimes in a bag, you know, one mushroom may not work the same as the other. Highly unlikely, very rare does that happen. Um, it's, you know, I've heard of people saying that to other people, you know, that grow mushrooms for other people and gift them that. And, you know, it, it, it doesn't come with any um, proof, you know, so it's, it's, we don't know. But I don't know. I, I've, I feel like every mushroom that I've ever had in every bag that I've ever had it in has tasted pretty consistently the same and done the same shit. So I don't know how much I believe that. Um, For me, I can definitely taste the difference between different strains. No, no, no. no. I'm saying like if you had like uh, all of one strain in a bag, like each mm. individual mushroom doesn't like one would affect you, but one wouldn't. I've never had oh. that happen. Yeah. I would say if they're all grown within the same batch, unless right. you just kind of um, dehydrated them incorrectly or if you fucked it up some type of way, I really doubt that would happen. But if you did fuck it up some type of way, like all of them would be fucked, not just half of them, not yeah, every other one of them. You know, it's, it doesn't make any sense. You know. So I was just like, hey, well, that's obviously a gimmick people are using to, to get free gifts, if you will. You know what I mean? So uh depends on, you know. You know, uh, take that with a grain of salt, if you will, or a nice healthy dose of shrooms. But, you know, watching these clues happen around me, the serendipity, serendipity, you know, it creates a synchronicity in life. It gives you another multitude of purpose. I mean, we hear these fucking stories all the time of like, hey, I was a nurse and I decided to take a risk. And now I just, you know, work around the world traveling and living my best life. Yeah, that's great. You know, that, that's amazing. Why didn't you do it sooner? I'm glad that you did do it. And then you hear, yeah, man, I, you know, I took the the risk and uh, I was I was a shoe trainer or or a cat breeder, and now I sell houses on the internet, making a million dollars a day. You know, you hear about all these gimmicks and these wonder stories, but the truth is, if you sit back and say that that doesn't exist, right off the bat, you're doubting yourself. It's that early on, you know. And so thinking that way, I'm just kind of like, well, all right, fuck it. But it's not up to anybody else to have a good life. It's up to you to have a good life, you know? And so if I want a great life, I've found out that, you know, microdosing certain things in a certain succession gives me a feeling of success. Okay, okay. So what strains have had the most impact on you? I've only had a few, um, and I've had a few that I didn't know the name of. Uh, those ones I really liked, but I can't get you any information because I got them from a reliable source. Uh, they were great. You know, they were amazing. I just didn't get any information from them. I was just like, hey, these are great. And that's kind of where the conversation stopped. Oh. I could find out, but it would it would take a little bit of digging on my part, so we can't talk about those. But I do like teacher's pets. Okay. Right. And I do like um, the albino penis envies. Those are nice. I also had some Jack Frost. I have not had Jack Frost. He's uh, pretty frosty. Like, it's uh, that one. Okay. Have you ever done a lemon tech? Uh, no. I, I was thinking about it, but me and my husband found that we just kind of like make 
basically grind up the mushroom okay. to like a very fine powder, get it okay. a little wet with like some tap water so we can form it into like a firm ball and then wrap it in peanut butter the same way that you'd feed it to like a dog, the same way you're trying to give a dog a pill. Can't yep. taste it because that nutty flavor and that's been working for us. And we also kind of like the long duration of each um, strain that we get. So right. I've heard that lemon tech kind of makes it like you can feel the effects within like 10 minutes or so, but I think- About five minutes, yeah. Wow, okay. I I think the effects are like <laughs> faster than usual. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, ah, but I like riding this out. I like taking it at eight and going to sleep at like two, three in the morning. Like I like making a whole time of it. So I don't, I don't know. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, no, that's uh, my buddy turned me on to it. At first, so a couple of years ago, when people were talking about doing this and doing that, you know, you hear all the old hippies talking, right? Uh, when you sit, when yeah. you talk to old people and sit in old circles, you hear old old stories. And I thought was, uh, and this is a dumb moment on my part, um, but hey, we live and learn, right? I thought that lemon tech was a type of strain of of cultivar of mushroom. It is not. Oh. See, it's like a it's a sort of freebasing, if you will. You know, where you prepare it a certain specific way for a desired outcome. Basically, you're increasing your absorbency rate of the mushroom so it gets into your, your shit quicker. But for those of you who don't know what Lemon Tech is, it's uh, Lemon, T-E-K. Go Google that shit. That'll explain everything there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't necessarily... Um... <laughs> I don't know. That's that's very harsh phrasing. I wouldn't necessarily say it's similar to freebasing just because that adds a negative connotation to it. Because when hey, I think freebasing, I feel like like that's kind of the same way that when I was using my torch and like metal glass, um, my metal and glass uh, metric collector to kind of get yep. dabs. Yep. Um, it's kind of that. that it, it gets me in that mindset of like freebasing. Like it looks a little crackish. Not really the best type of like. Well, hang on a second there. Hang on. Maybe I can help you shed some light to that. You are correct, but the only reason that the negative connotation was put there is because we were told to put it there. Okay. Well, of course. Now, hang on a second. Is smoking weed any way that you do it bad? No. Okay. No. Is is doing shrooms any way that you do it bad? No. Okay. Let's let's move on to something that you know. Let's start talking about things that are bad. Alcoholism. You can do that any which way and drink any kind of amount. Hell, there is competitions out there for who can drink the most. There are people out there chugging fists of you know Jack Daniels and getting on dirt bikes. Okay. I, I mean, come on. And that's been happening for years. And we just call yeah. them the good old boys. Okay. All right. So so there's that. In addition to. A lot of the drug problems, if we want to go a little bit deeper, all right, a lot of the drug problems, the crack in the inner cities and shit, yo, the same people telling you that it's bad is the same people putting it there. Mm -hmm. All right. So when you look at it that way, you have to change your mindset on certain, you know, uh, uses of medicinal properties of these said illicit quote unquote drugs, meaning <clears throat> we all know cannabis is safe. Uh, you're just going to get the munchies or take a nap real quick. It's, it's not cannabis has never killed anyone. It is still equivalent to the number of people impaled by unicorns. Zero y'all. Okay. Mushrooms. Very, very earthly. Very, very, you know, uh, Yo, listen, there are some side effects. I've had some bad trips. We all have. That's when you learn to dose appropriately. We're actually finding that ketamine, you know, is doing is doing wonders as well. You know, so psilocybin, you know, again, uh, LSD, you know, all of these things are started to, holy shit. Okay, there's medicinal purposes to this. Time out. Back in the day, there was uh, medicinal purposes to heroin. 
you know, so with all of this scientific study, if we want to change and kind of, you know, I, I don't want to Bob Seger turn the page, if you will, but if we're going to try to expect to turn a new leaf and allow these things into society, we need to start, you know, separating and breaking stigmas. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, that's fair enough. I just, I don't know. When I hear Freebasing, I think of Richard Pryor. So that always makes me have that negative connotation with it because uh, he kind of, he kind of uh, did himself in with that one. So that just. Yeah, that it's unfortunate. But at the same time, that's with all due respect, an isolated event. Yeah. But again, it's just, that's what I think of when I hear the word. Yeah. That's the only reason why it's one of those things where you grow up hearing all these negative connotations referred to these different drugs. It kind of, even no matter how long you try to break it, it's still going to mm-hmm. be there in the background if it's something that you were raised on from when you were like middle. Hey, and that's fair. But, you know, elephant in the room, you got to talk about it. You know, if you can't have these conversations, then, you know, how are you properly communicating it all? Yeah, no, no doubt. I mean, we're having the conversation right now. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I apologize that, you know, that word may have tripped you up a little oh, bit. No, no, you're fine. I wasn't, but, I wasn't saying, know. like, I wasn't triggered by the word or anything. I was just like, oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Sorry, it was, it was a sidebar. It wasn't really necessary. <laughs> hey, fair enough, fair enough. But, you know, at the same time, like, it, it still stands. You know, it. if you look at the definition, it, damn, that's it, you know, but... That's that's the thing, you know, uh, smoking cigarettes was all the rage, you know, remember that? And look how many people died from fucking cancer there, yeah. you know? They knew this shit, you know? That's why they were pushing it as big as... The Marlboro Man was a million-dollar position inside of a company, and all you had to do was put on a fucking, you know, some leather chaps, put a cigarette in your mouth, whether you smoked or not, and, and make it look rugged. And they sold tens of millions of packs. I mean, so they know what they're doing. They know why they're doing it. They know how to do it, you know? So kind of putting those thoughts into us when we're young we you know much like religion uh choose to hang on to some things and then change others for for whatever purposes that fits our lives which is you know again religion um i don't know i watched the righteous gemstones last night on hbo baked out of my mind damn does it not make you laugh but at the same time you're like oh shit though yeah so you know go watch it tell me what you think watch it on shrooms it was amazing You know, but at the same time, like, uh, you know, you can't take everything so rigidly in life. And that's kind of my point, you know, that that's kind of like, yo, <clears throat> there are certain words in the English language that shouldn't be said in certain successions of each other. OK, you know, but if we're going to start limiting, you know, how we talk about these and and not call a spade a spade, you know, or, or, or you know, misappropriate things, then there's going to be some, you know, um, mistranslations in the overall transition from it being a stigma to it not being a stigma. And that's where you need to be very abundantly clear because future generations are definitely watching. It's all about how we have those conversations right now, how they're different Correct. from the conversations we had 50 years ago, and how we'll change things in the next few decades based off of what we're doing today. Oh, it's 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 changing rapidly. I mean, you know, every day it feels like I, I hear about a new city or a new state or a new country that's legalizing, whether it be, you know, or decriminalizing. That's a step. Okay, let's be honest. You know, uh, it's psilocybin in one point, you know, there's weed, you know, and all of that. Another points, you know, I like seeing these things because it means, yo, y'all learning, you know, we're, we're pushing this boundary, not necessarily for recreational purposes. Hey, if that's your thing, that's your thing, but for medicinal benefits. And I think that the way that people look at it, ultimately, you know, very non-nuanced, you know, uh, um, you know, networking, if you will. 
you either can't afford health insurance and smoke weed. You know what I'm saying? And so like the government's like, well, if we, if I feel if we let them have this, they're just going to keep doing that and not buy our expensive ass health insurance. I don't know. That was a joke. But <laughs> the fact is, it's like, you know, I didn't have health insurance the majority of my life and I smoked weed the entire time and it worked for most things, you know? I stopped smoking cigarettes because of weed, you know? I stopped drinking booze because of weed. I'm pretty sure that saved my life, you know? And so it only makes sense to move on to mushrooms, you know, and kind of fill in the cracks. That way I can retain water um, that is metaphorically referred to as piss because life likes to piss on me. Gotcha. Joking, but you get the idea. So how have you changed since consuming psychedelics if you've changed at all? You know... we're meant to change let me just start with that we're not meant to be the same person we were yesterday because with each day we grow older you know each day is a gift from whatever deity or god you pray to it doesn't it doesn't matter you know i mean it does matter with all due respect but at the same time insert you know your your views here um each day is a gift that's why we call it the present i like that i like that i i think it was what fucking panda anyway the point is I think that with the time that we're given, we would be very, very um, ungrateful sons of bitches if we didn't at least push the boundaries of what we thought we knew, you know. And so growing up, I had, you know, these ideas, the stigmas. I went through the D.A.R.E. program more than I went through the D.A.R.E. program three fucking times because I moved around and like, and it's interesting because like each summer or whatever have you or whatever, they have their like PTA meetings and shit and they'll start changing the grades in which dare is taught. And it just so happened that I had it in fourth, fifth and sixth grade each and every year. So I was taught really not to do drugs. Well, of course they just pushed me right away from that into drugs. So this is great. I mean, I wasn't like taking, you know, crack or heroin at age 13. No, but I was very interested in what this, you know, left-handed cigarette was, mm. you know, I, I smelled something that looked, smelled like a bonfire, man. And my mom's like, yeah, sure. Whatever. And I found out, you know, after all these years, it clicks. Once I started smoking weed on the reg that my mom was indeed smoking weed this entire time. But given her profession, you only had, had to pass a drug test once. That was it. You know, she was a cook, man. That's all she did. If you cook out there and you don't smoke weed, maybe you should if you don't take shrooms maybe you should you know just saying put down the bottle in some cases but i think that it was getting over that initial stigma you know the stigma stigmatization well that's a big word of you know being taught that uh shrooms were indeed bad or shrooms were you know you're going to go straight into into heroin you're going to fall back into and that's not true, you know, and when people say that weed was a gateway drug, you know what? Fine. Fuck it. Just so for the, for those people saying that can be right. Yes, it was a gateway drug, a gateway into happiness because it led me to shrooms. And I feel that shrooms helped me focus. You know, they have been proven to time and time and again to create neuroplasticity. You, dude, you're rewriting neural pathways in your brain. Who wouldn't want that? I've seen the movie Limitless. That shit was dope as hell. So that. Okay. Intro cordyceps. Okay, gotcha. So tell us about one of your more <laughs> memorable experiences since you started consuming mushrooms. Um, It was like really recent. I took some Jack Frost. I did the Lemon Tech thing because, you know, that was the same time that I was, you know, 
told that you're an idiot. It's not a mushroom. This is what you're supposed to do. Um, and in those succession of events, you know, with the lemon juice and everything, the room started breathing. It was just kind of like, like, and I could feel that I became one with kind of like everything around. Now, first and foremost, I want to back up. I did this because I wanted to experience it. So I was going for the experience. I was not medicinally, you know, dosing at this point. This is all recreational. So know that. But I wanted to, you, you got to see it, man. You know what I mean? So uh, crushing, crumbling under peer pressure here, uh, you know, and being all those years, you know, wrong about what Lemon Tech actually was. I felt I owed it, you know, to suffer. I'm just kidding. But I, I was really, I was intrigued. So I went after it and the room started breathing. I felt kind of, I wouldn't say lifted, but like sitting and again, it wasn't necessarily a cloud, but like something soft was holding me up, I felt. Okay. Come to find out, I just sat on the fucking couch the entire time. But I felt like I was floating, the room was breathing, and it was like a picture on the a movie being played almost damn near, you know, cinematically, you know, some kind of four K brilliance, if you will. James Cameron style being played in the back of my eyelids as I lay on this couch, looking at exactly where I'm supposed to be in life noticing what it doesn't make me comfortable in life, knowing that I'm on the proper road to achieving, you know, progress being progress, no matter the speed, you know, those events and that all I've got to do is keep moving forward to achieve those goals, you know? And it was kind of like just this chill moment of clarity, you know, epiphanetic it, as it, you know, as it was supposed to be, it helped me get shit done, you know? And so now, I'm, you know, weeks ahead of schedule and, and damn, you know, um, though, okay, a few nuances here and there, you know, but it, it's productive as shit. And it's interesting because like notice sometimes like after you take, you know, too much shrooms, you get a stomach ache or like, you know, come on, you know, there's no, that didn't happen. I was hungry as shit. Like, I, well, then again, I, you know, the tail end of it, you can kind of notice with like, Everything starts to like, I don't want to say melt away, but like liquidify away a little bit and like just chill out. Yeah. I didn't crash. I was like, oh shit. All right. Well, I'm gonna take a dab. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's like, all right, you know, I'm coming back. Yeah. I did. I did. I took a fat dab, you know, um, to, I had to take a puff of my inhaler cause it was probably a little too much. You know what I mean? Um, but then it was like, I, I, and I fucking hate this, but I came back into reality and I was like, all right, this is dope. And then I just kept on. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> as far as the room breathing, that is definitely one of my favorite sensations mm -hmm. to get with uh, mushrooms. I don't know. It's just, I, I always have the strongest urge to lay down on the ground just because standing up and the, the, the room, I don't know. It feels so much like there's so much more distance between the floor and like when I'm actually standing up at that point. So I'm just I'm more of a grounded person okay. whenever I, okay. um, whenever I consume, and that's like I, as the more I allow myself to relax because I admit I'm a pretty tense person, so it's hard for me to kind of just chill the fuck out sometimes. Okay. But the more I really allowed myself to relax, the more I felt in control of the experience. Like oh, like this doesn't have to. Like I don't have to like look for a particular feeling or all these mushrooms aren't supposed to necessarily feel the same. It's just, if I relax and allow my body to do the work itself, I'm able to really 
see the course that I, the trip will take me on. And so I, I'm trying to just take that in the everyday aspect of not being so uptight and trying to control every little facet of my life, which work in progress, but we all I are just, right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it definitely opened my eyes to the way that I react and interact with my husband and I'm trying to be more of a, I guess a nicer person from it. You're just trying to be an overall better person that you were the day before, yeah. you know, and that's dude, that's amazing. Seriously. It is. It's great to know that because I'm, I don't think that 10, even 10 years ago, we would be talking. I was a fucking prick. I won't lie to you. Um, I'd be like, I don't give a shit. Who are you? Like, I didn't care. I didn't care about anything else. I, I had certain things that I cared about, but only so much. Right. Because when you fully held tilt, you know, are forced into caring about something, uh, that was a weakness, right? Men weren't supposed to be weakness. Chefs weren't supposed to have weaknesses. And, you know, so it was a very arduous time in my journey, if you will. But and I honestly didn't expect to make it on the other side. You know, who graduates from a chef to a home cook? You don't hear about that shit. You know, chefs are supposed to die in the kitchen. And that's what I thought. You know, the fact that I, you know, didn't I kind of feel like, uh, you know, a Viking that didn't die in battle. You know what I'm saying? I'm never going to get to Valhalla at this point, but... You know, then you see old Viking and you're like, well, wait a minute. Some of them, not all, okay, what? That's when you just realize, as neurodivergent as it is, you got to stop chasing things that other people tell you to chase. <clears throat> you know? All right, check this out. Let's say that you heard from someone that I was an asshole. Okay, is that true? I'm going to tell you yes. Do you want to know why? Well, that's lying. Is it though? Because their perception of me is, is that I'm an asshole. Well, that's, you know, you're believing something that someone else said. That says a lot about you, mm. you know? So if that's the case, why don't you find out if I am an asshole? Oh, you don't think that I'm an asshole. Well, they didn't like what I just said. Now you can see, yeah, see, it's a different story. And that's my point. We don't, we're, we're too stuck up about competing with the Joneses or, or, or getting likes and followers and shares and all that other shit. And I'm not saying it's not important and it's important to some people. But if you get in your head about that, you're never going to see the beauties of all the other shit that you successfully have created from nothing, if you will. Okay. And yeah. I don't want to take away from the journey there. That is yours. I just want to, you know, like do my own thing. And that is the truth, you know, not, there's nothing to do with you, but I compete with myself, man. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I hold myself to such a higher standard now because I feel like, you know, I got to do whatever I got to do to not become that man in the mirror 10 years ago. Yeah. That's the truth. So I don't care who you think and not, not you. I'm not saying this to you. This is just a general statement. Sure. 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 Yeah. Let me continue. I was just saying, Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it doesn't it doesn't matter what a person, whether a person thinks they're competing with me or not. It, you're not. You know, I'm competing with me, uh, and you can't compete with me because uh, whatever reason that you're gonna, you know, it matters to me my success more than it does appeasing other people. And I've you know looked at things a lot differently. And once you start to notice the patterns and the algorithm. <laughs> no pun intended, you start to notice that some of these algorithms are meant to distract you or meant to limit you. And so, <clears throat> you know, I don't want to say that we're living in a matrix and be all kind of, you know, alpha bro. That, that's dumb. All of that's dumb. Whether you believe it's a matrix or not, you got to start thinking for yourself. 
And I think that with that comes freedom. I think that comes tenacity. I think that that is fucking amazing. And I see you doing it day after day. But I want to say within the age of social media, we're so quick to switch over to somebody else's page that makes content like us just to compare how we are at our current point in our progress compared to where they were when they were at our point. And we're just so quickly to like, oh, this content gets a whole bunch of likes. They must make really good stuff. We kind of devalue the, our own work just by the fact that the algorithm isn't really pushing our stuff. And so that's I agree. Like social media is definitely a very dangerous thing, especially I, I don't want to say the younger you are, because, of course, there is dangers of being on social media as a um, like middle school and high school, because fucking teenage girls and teenage boys are mean as fuck for like needlessly no reason. So that's already enough of a hassle. But what's... yeah, if you're less than 18, don't watch this. Don't yeah, listen to no, this. No, Go they're away. not supposed to. Be. <laughs> um, but anyway, it's just one of those things where. Even when you're an adult, we still find ourselves kind of falling into those clicks of, oh, I've got to look a certain way on social media. I've got to present right. myself to be the most beautiful, most well-endowed, popular person so that I get a whole bunch of likes and people think that I'm having a good time, even if it's just some type of facade you're putting up just for that five, ten seconds you have to take that picture. Yeah, you know, and that's uh, that's when you get into the realm of lenses, filters, mm -hmm. Instagram, Snapchat, and, and dude, yeah. However, if that is your thing, that is your thing. But I don't think that uh, that involves a lot. I don't know, man. There's n listen. I'll tell you this right now. If you're a musician out there today and you say that you don't use auto tune in your shit, yo. Mm -hmm. You were lying. That is the truth right there. You may not be using auto-tune in your vocals, but you're using auto-tune somewhere in your shit just because it's easier. The technology is there, and people have been doing it for years. Years. Since, like, 2003, okay? Like, seriously. It's helped the music industry become better, okay? So then you got AI around the corner and competing with that, and you're still going to be able to tell organic content, but... The people that, you know, only follow the likes and shares and subscribers, yo, at the end of the day, like, do you not think about the responsibility and personal accountability that comes with that? All right. So if I had 2.2 or like 6 million or like 9 million followers or whatever, have you, <clears throat> I would feel a little bit of responsibility that uh, if, if I said a certain thing that they wouldn't take me serious, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like if I said a joke, somebody doesn't take me serious. Okay. So, so like, is it being my, you know, uh, fucking sardonic self if I'm like, yeah, man, also screw Advil. If you just wanted to drink bleach, that'll be the last headache you've ever had. Obviously I'm not saying drink bleach. I'm just making fun of, if you drink bleach, you will die. I don't, I'm not making fun of anybody dying. And if somebody died that way, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but at the same time, it's a joke and it's meant sarcastically uh, because I have a demented sense of humor. I blame the kitchen. But the fact of the matter is, it's still kind of comical a little bit. If you don't think so, then obviously you've never watched anything by Jordan Peele. <laughs> That's my point. So how come, how come Jordan Peele, he gets that reaction and I get, oh, okay, that's a little dark. But then if Jordan Peele says it, it's funny. You see what I'm saying? So it's all how we perceive things. Mm -hmm. So to me, 
writing that same fucking, you know, uh, type of comedy that's kind of funny, but like very dark and demented, but fucking kind of funny. If you look back at what I said, yeah, dude, you don't really need to take an Advil. Just drink some bleach. That'd be the last fucking headache you ever had. Now it's funny because he, obviously he's not going to have any more headaches because he's going to be dead, yeah. you know, but you know, it is what it is. Yeah. The, the point is the fact that you have to spoon feed that to people online to understand it kind of kills the joke. Well, then don't say it. No. Um, what? That doesn't... Okay. I'm going to answer everything with a very, very simple quote from an amazing, amazing musician. And I urge everyone who smokes weed and does shrooms or any kind of psychedelics, if you don't know about this person, this is a shameless plug. I'm not getting paid. This person does not know me. I just fucking am a huge fan of this person's work. And I just remembered it from my childhood or growing up. Victor Wooten. He is an amazing bassist. Okay. Victor Wooten has been quoted by saying, there is no wrong note. That's it. That's the quote. There's no such thing as a wrong note. Okay. So what advice would you give to somebody who's thinking about plunging into the world of psychedelics for the first time? Belly flapping sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, do your research, like I said, at the, you know, at the beginning of my rant uh, ad nauseum. I think doing your research is first and foremost uh, important. It should be important about... Listen, hang on. Let me give you an example here. You're buying a pair of headphones online. Mm. Horseshit, you tell me you're not going to check the reviews. So let me get this straight. You are more willing to spend hundreds of dollars, if not whatever amount of money, on a pair of headphones, and you're more worried about the reviews on that pair of headphones than you would be advice on taking illicit or medical drugs? <laughs> I guess I didn't think of that. Yeah. All right. All right. So there's that. So if you're going to do the review on the headphones, which aren't going to affect you internally, really, except for make you dance better, who knows? You yeah. know, everybody should be dancing. Everybody should be watching. The point is. And you're not worried about the drugs that you intake. And I do say drugs because you take something and it affects you a certain way. That's that everything technically uh, food would be a drug too. You know, let's be honest here. They have some sedative effects. If you eat too much food, you're going to take a nap, right? All right, then, you know, uh, alcohol is a drug as well. You know, all of these things have been used medicinally. They still are in certain parts of the world and country, etc. Okay. Hell, in the deep south in Tennessee, when a baby has a toothache, you think they're going to load them up with ibuprofen? Nah, man, they're going to take a little bit of whiskey, Jack Daniels more than likely, or Jim Bean, and rub on his mouth. Hey, you're making him an alcoholic. No, you're just bitching too much. I mean, that's the truth of it. You know, it ain't going to make the baby drunk. There's not enough alcohol. That's no way. But it's going to numb that for the baby and allow them to soothe. Guess what a doctor is going to do? Probably that. Hmm. Now, moving on from that. I think that, you know, my advice to a, to a newbie, if you will, someone that's never even considered, give it a chance. Give it a chance to succeed. Take the risk. With all due respect, it can't be any worse than what your life is now. Mm. Uh, well, over here uh, on this side of the bend, I've been talking to my mom um, just nonstop about mushrooms and the grow process. Basically, everything I learned. And it's very interesting, but she's always been 
she she definitely used to be way more against the concept of even consuming mushrooms or having them in the first place just because of all the crazy stories she's heard because i guess like growing up in the 80s and stuff you hear things from the reagan um, administration Mm -hmm. that make believe certain things about drugs but she's it's it's weird that even though she's like very intrigued by it i i can tell she's not going to actually dabble in it herself she just wants the she just wants to hear what my experiences are so she's living vicariously through you yes okay so i get that you know um okay let me if i may can i add a little to that yeah okay yo my mom died before everything became legal. I never really got to sit down and have conversations like that. I wish I could have, but it is what it is. At the end of her life, I was making uh, THC rock candy for her um, because she did have cancer and COPD, and it did help her. Uh, was it illegal? Yeah, but I don't think you're going to take me to prison for quality of care and, and palpative care for my mom. You know, um, A, my mom passed away, so who, you know, what, what the point is, you know, I think people of that generation, and I say this next part with all due respect, and I'm not meaning any disrespect to anybody in that generation, your mother included. Mm-hmm. I think they're they're taught to, you know, work hard for a living, you know, and part of that working is not doing drugs and not, you know, allowing themselves certain novelties in life. You know, it's literally live to work and work to live. Um, I don't know how many times that my own father uh, and numerous people from that generation would flaunt how much money they made and paid in taxes and gave to the country and how many hours of work they you know worked that week. It wouldn't it wasn't uncommon to see 60, 70 and 80 hours being worked per week on my father's paycheck. Um, I never saw him. So it made sense, mm. you know, and so the truth is that generation, they were hit the hardest you know, with the the say no to drugs, with this and with that, because they didn't have uh, an end of possibility or legalization or, you know, medicalization in sight. They didn't have any of that. They grew up in the 60s, 70s, and 80s, man. You know, there's three different drug periods right there with the war on drugs being created and driven all around them. And you need to look at Waco, you know, look up at least Ruby Ridge, you know. Uh, hell, Rainbow Farms here in Michigan. If you look into this shit and you apply what those true stories are and what the government did to these people, you apply that level of severity behind the Just Say No program and the war on drugs, it's a wonder that your parents even, your mom's not even more terrified of it yeah um i mean my mom is definitely always like smoking weed but she's definitely been way more quiet about it uh, up until recently now with legalization um i've gotten her into snapdragon hemp's products and she loves oh my goodness she she's like all over this cannabis because she's got diabetes so she loves that she can finally have edibles and not worry about the sugar because she just basically once she got that diagnosis and her Mm -hmm um a1c was like through the roof like crazy she cut out sweets like right then but i'm just glad she's still able to get those and and she really likes the edible so i'm glad she gets to still have that experience without like running into the risk of uh, damaging her health or anything yo i gotta be honest with you real quick massive shameless plug to, to snapdragon here i mean dude okay you turned me on to snapdragon let me let me just i want to some people asked how they even asked. I told them this is this is the official. This is how I found Snapdragon. Okay, mm-hmm. Snapdragon hemp. You and I had talked. You and I had met. You sent me their way. You're like, dude, they're legit. They're from Tennessee. I was like, I'm from Tennessee. Like, let's let's do this. Yeah. 
I got a hold of them and they sent me some goodies. I got the, uh, I hold in my hand the after hours, they say it's an Indica, a uh, high THC hemp pre-roll. I had two of these. Right. I, okay, let me preface by saying I normally, normally, I can't say this anymore really, hate pre-rolls because it's the bottom of the barrel, it's the chump ship, you know, whatever. That's actually really, really good. I I love their pre-rolls so much. They they burn so smooth mm-hmm. and it just like the the paper that they use, it, it doesn't feel like it's really like I'm hacking up anything harsh. The the flower burns really nice and the effects too like oh, man, like You know they're good. They're good. I that and the pre-rolls are great. But I got to push it a little further. That, that you know I, I got to take that next step. You you earlier when we were talking, I was telling you about doing dabs and shrooms. You're like I can't do that. You know that's not for me. But I got to you know me. That's how I do it. I'm fucking loud. That's what I do. They're Delta 9 gummies, man. They're the the little I don't even know how big they are, but you get 100 milligrams in a bag, 10 milligrams a piece. Those things, I'll pop 3 or 4 of those and go play video games and I'm in it. I'm in that zone. They are great. People should definitely check these out. Yeah, I really like their gummies as well. I wasn't used to the texture. I'm just used to something that doesn't necessarily dissolve in your mouth. But besides that, like, uh, again, the effects have been so nice with these gummies. Like, I can't go to sleep some nights, especially, like, recently. We've had a very hectic past couple days. The gummies, I would not have been – like, it was 1, 2 in the morning, and I'm just sitting there just clueless on how I'm going to get to sleep. And I was like, okay, I got some of these. Let me try them out. So I had two of the 50-milligram gummies, and – Probably less than an hour later, I was in bed, and it just that their gummies have always been kind of like that lifesaver I need right at the right time. Whether it be with my just sorry to get a little personal, but with my time of the month cramps, they seem to just make my body calm down where I'm able to function and not have to go home. They make it to where I'm able to just calm down. Period. Just for me being uptight, as I said earlier. And it just makes me, again, just kind of step back and not feel like I have to have control over every little facet of everything. Yeah. Now, at the same time, I'm going to go, uh, you know, uh, circle back to my advice to first-time users or anyone. Do your research. And, and honestly, uh, snapdragonhemp.com. Check them out. Go there, snapdragonhemp.com. Okay. Do your research. There's a lot of, you know, they put a lot of information on their packaging, Um if you don't believe me, go to the website, find out more. But I'm telling you right now, you're missing out if you're not already doing it. Yeah, like, let's talk about them for a second since they're the affiliate. Basically, sure. if you go to that website, you have a whole page of lab results. Just all you have to do is go to that tab, look up whatever you got, and it will give you the full analysis for whether it be the terpenes, the THCA percentage, if it's one of their um, THC product, THCA products that they just came out with. Delta 9, Delta 8, they've got CBD on there as well. And it's just, they've got everything so neatly presented to where you're not like confused over like, okay, wait, what is this strain that I'm I'm having right now? What are the effects supposed to be? And I just really appreciate a company that's just so upfront about how honest they are with their information to customers so they actually know what they're consuming. Um, you can, you get a better idea of like what the effects are going to be because they give you those terpene like profile analysis and not just like, oh, it's an indica or oh, it's a sativa. So you're actually able to gauge like what might happen a little bit better. And of course, if you want to go over to the site right now, you can use code SMOKE to smoke and save about 15%. That's S-M-O-K-E, number two, S-M-O-K-E at snapdragonhemp.com. But back to the questions, I just wanted to talk a little bit more about it. Of course, I don't mind. 
I mean, you know, listen, everything you said is true. Um, normally where I would have to, you know, find a reason to disagree. So I can't, um, <laughs> that's the truth. Uh, at snapdragonhub.com, it's definitely worth checking out. There's so much information, you know, just, just go to it. I mean, honestly, and while you're there, use the smoke to smoke. What was that? What that, that promo time was 15% off. What yeah. was the promo? S M O K E the number two. S-M-O-K-E at snapdragonhemp.com. Boom, there it is. Yep, there you go. So seeing as you're a chef, I absolutely felt it was necessary to ask you if you've started any culinary infusions with your psychedelics. If you had, tell us everything about your process and what your favorite dishes have been to infuse thus far. My dear friend, Miss Cadabra, uh, you and I have, have grown so close over the last few months that I have to tell you that I haven't been honest with you. So... I haven't been honest with you by not telling you everything that I do every day. I'm just kidding there. But <laughs> I made these like dinosaur chocolates that I'm really proud of. Oh, okay. Yeah. And like, so what I did was I took, um, okay, first and foremost, I want to preface real quick by saying this is something educational. So um, if you look at uh, size wise, if you grind up one gram of psilocybin, it's going to be about the size of a quarter roughly. Okay. So, but notice uh, read your recipes if you're doing using a recipe. If a recipe calls for three grams, probably use two because the absorption rate after having shredded it and blended it like that is going to be different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So knowing that's going to save you a lot of guff, y'all, from overdosing your shit. So I took about six grams, okay. <laughs> <laughs> stuck it in my blender, got it nice and, you know, blitzed almost to a fine powder, I would say. Uh, and then I melted down some very fine dark chocolate um, that, you know, I buy slabs of myself, uh, do the good shit because I'm not a bitch. Um, I'm joking. That's <laughs> um, a chef's joke, you know, but. Uh, I melted it down, and then I've had these, like, fucking, like, child, because uh, <laughs> I'm a child, dinosaur gummies of, like, a stegosaurus and a T-Rex and shit, you know, all the dope ones. Uh -huh. And uh, I was like, yo, all right, we're going to try these. They turned out great, um, and I'm going to be doing them again. But is are they properly dosed? Well, by my math, there's a set of a dozen and if I did, you know, each of them equally per se and, and get it, you know, as mixed together as I possibly can – uh, each one should be about half a gram, you know, so a pretty, pretty decent little micro dose. I can already tell you that that's not right. I ate two of them. Mm, one gram doesn't do that to you. That was really fun. That was when the room was breathing. So Okay. Okay. Understood. Maybe a little bit too much on the dosing there, but um, it's okay. Math wasn't quite math in that day. There are no, it wasn't. <laughs> uh, I was also on shrooms when I did it, so that didn't help. Uh, I took a dab thinking that I did it right. Nope. That also didn't help, but now I have a new threshold. Okay. Well, now we know. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, I, I definitely, as soon as I take shrooms, like I got to make sure that I've done all my cooking for the day. Got to make sure that everything's tidied up because otherwise I'm going to hyper-focus on the dirty room if I'm uh, like once it kicks in. I, I've got to have everything done for the day before I consume because if I were to try to bake or anything like on mushrooms, man, man, fuck that. That would not turn out. Like, <laughs> something would be burnt. It, <laughs> I tried making cookies one time and I didn't put the cookies in the oven, but like probably 30 minutes ago, I'm buying, I was like, wait a second. And then I, they were just sitting on top of the, the oven, no problem, but um, it was still on. So I just, I kind of zoned out. I, I, I have a hard time 
staying focused on one task whenever I'm on mushrooms. So I, I worked in restaurants, obviously. I got a real quick story for you. And uh, I was early on in my line cook career, and it was a busy Friday night, and I thought I had yeah. the night off. Like, I'd put in the time. Chef's like, you have the night off. I'd straight up, you know, come the time to show up. You know, my typical shift at that point would be 2 o'clock in the afternoon until close, and sometimes that would be midnight, you know. Um, yeah. Hey, money, right? Um, wasn't doing anything else besides, well, drugs. But anyways, um, so, I, you know, come 1 o'clock, chef didn't call. Uh, he was he, in, you know, the enjoy your day off, you know, when I left the day before and okay, cool. And so, uh, I proceeded to take a handful of shrooms, drink a bunch of beers and, you know, go about it the right way, a proper day off, you know, and party, you know, by myself. I had my girlfriend come over, you know, and, uh, all of a sudden the ring, ring, ring phone rings at maybe dude, three o'clock. I had just pounded some shrooms and I, I probably had maybe two beers. So it wasn't too bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? But like, I, I literally took like uh, my hands are big because I'm a tall dude. I took like a handful, like a palm full of shrooms just because, you know, that's where I was going. Right. And I was going to drink behind it and we were going to head to a party later that evening. And I was like, I need you to come in. I'm like, chef, I, I can't do it, man. He's like, why? I was like, I took a handful of shrooms. I was like, you're on fryers. And I was like, you know what? All right. But well, you're getting me some more shrooms. He may or may not have done that allegedly, but you know, fine. So my girlfriend takes me to work. She's upset a little bit. I'm like, but I got to do it, you know, kind of thing. And, um, she's like, no, please don't go, but I've got to, you know, sorry, baby, you know, and kind of Casablanca yeah. style, but, uh, she got a free burger out of it anyway. So it worked out pretty great, but I ended up working fryers that night. Then the shrimps kicked in. <laughs> uh, once the beers faded, the, the shrimps nice. kicked in. And I'm like, fuck. I don't know how many. I tried to balance it out with uh, copious amounts of cigarettes and washing my hands and everything. And um, I, I now have a new affinity for the sounds of anything being deep fried. Okay, okay. I could just see myself getting so fired from that incident that it wouldn't even be funny. <laughs> How are you going to fire the fucking, you know, recovery team? How are you going to fire the, 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 the badass? You know, that's the truth. Like, here's the thing. If anything, doing that got me a promotion because a month later, that person that didn't show up, I got their job sucks to suck and their fucking promotion, you know, what they were making and I got better hours. So like there is a silver lining to these things, but I do not advise doing this and working your professional yeah. job. Sorry, I probably should have started with that, but you know, it's all good. That. We'll just put the disclaimer out there again. <laughs> you guys go to your job on mushrooms, and you want to say, "Oh, we learned it from smoke to smoke." You better not, because you didn't learn it from us. We just no. <laughs> you ain't like shit. You know, we're just over here talking, man. Hey yo, it's Kadara from Smoke to Smoke. I want to give y'all the 411 on a company with great Delta Eight and rare cannabinoid products that can be delivered right to your door. If you're looking for some high quality rare cannabinoid products, look no further. My boys over at Moonwalker have got you covered. If you're looking for a wide range of quality rare cannabinoid tinctures, gummies, vapes, topicals, and even gummy sampler packs for you to try out just a taste of some of their delicious cannabinoid treats before committing to a bottle, check out Moonwalker. And when you go to the site, 
Don't forget to use the code smoke to smoke 420 to save some cash the next time you want to stock up your stash. Again, that's S-M-O-K-E-T-O-S-M-O-K-E-420 to save a little bit off on me. It mean a lot. Before we get back into today's episode, we got to take a quick break. But this time we're switching it up. For the newest addition to our Shroom to Shroom episodes, I now have the pleasure of welcoming Oscar from my Sealy Unlimited back on the show for the show's latest segment, The Spore You Know. From time to time, Oscar will pop by real quick and drop some knowledge on us regarding some of the ins and outs of mycology, including important figures, terms, and even how to get into mycology yourself. So, hey Oscar, what do you have for us today? Hey, hello everybody. My name is Oscar Ortega. Um, I'm with my Silly Unlimited, and today I guess I will be presenting um, what my Silly Unlimited is, uh, what we do outside um, fungal fruiting mycelium, and basically what our plans are with uh, Shroom to Shroom and developing this uh, this series, Shroom to Shroom. So, it for many. For anyone that does has interacted with us, they know us that we deal with fungal fruiting mycelium, um, but we also do deal with another type of mycelium called koji. And our business also interacts with microbes and bacteria and many other enzymes. Key words for you to keep in mind are going to be probiotics, prebiotics, symbiotics, uh, what is a SCOBY, uh, a symbiotic community of bacteria and yeast, lactofermentation, lactic acid fermentation, and, and things like that. So our business also deals with cultivation, but also fermentation, um, which is basically just understanding the chemical reaction between organic substances through the actions of enzymes. Um, so yeah, let's kind of get into it. Um, so I have been asked by many customers how we pronounce our business name, um, and we here pronounce it as My Silly Unlimited. Um, I know uh, we do understand you can pronounce it however you like. We know we understand what you're saying, but just try to think of it as um, like saying the word Illuminati. We just end each word with that, you know, E at the end kind of. So, um, all right. So what is Koji? Kind of dive into a little bit about that. Koji can activate many types of enzymes, but the most um, prominent are going to be uh, amylase, protease, and uh, lipase. Um, and these enzymes are responsible for breaking down sugar, protein, and fat molecules, which in return kind of rearranges flavor profiles and the chemistry reaction of aminos. And just it, it basically, in short, um, what it does is rearranging your typical flavor profile um, into exciting new experiences. Um, and the perfect, I chose, an, I chose the example of a Koji oat milk to kind of paint the picture in your mind. So we are familiar with oats. You know, they're a very similar grain, very tough, uh, kind of very similar to rye grain. And um, what happens here is once you combine Koji uh, inoculated grains with oat milks and you blend them and you add a couple of other ingredients. Um, what is happening at, at the like enzyme level is everything is being broken down. Um, the, the sugars, proteins, and fats are breaking down and it's creating a sweet tasting, basically milk that is packed with probiotics and very easy for the body to digest. 
And it's just overall a magical experience because we are not, um, you know, we think of oats as just being like something that you might feed your livestock or just something that's kind of hard to eat, you know, but in combination with koji, it becomes something completely different. And that's just uh, a very simple, you know, intro and explanation to the concept behind what we do. You said that koji is used to make oat milk? You, you can. So I, I chose koji oat milk to kind of explain um, what the transformative power that it has, you know, like it, you can take koji and use it to begin a fermentation process with oats mm-hmm. and then create an oat milk that actually changes the flavor profile from it being like a nutty, just grain into a sweet liquid that is actually packed with probiotics and is sweet and you can use it to replace your other types of milk you know it's not like your tip it's not like your typical oat milk but it is a koji oat milk and it's just kind of to kind of highlight the transformative powers that koji does have or just in general what fermentation can do you know because that i guess that's part of our mission is to explain to people that we don't need to go out there and buy these sweeteners and do all this. Like all this stuff can be done at home at a really cheap and affordable, you know, price point. So, but yeah, man, you can make koji oat milk. So, if you are interested in learning what koji is, you know, please um, visit our website for more information. Now, as explained earlier, uh, we will be coming back here um, once in a while to kind of present new ideas for fermentation cultivation. I mean, for mycelium cultivation and fermentation. So thank you very much for your time. Bye. All right. Well, thank you for stopping by. Now let's get back into today's episode. But (laughs) before I let you go, I've got just a few more fun questions just so listeners can learn a little bit more about you. Sure. So what's your favorite strain of mushrooms? Those Jack Frost were dope. They really were. But again, it was the albino penis envious. Those are pretty cool. The teacher's bets weren't bad, but it was more of like an like if you're gonna go into the woods and walk around and you want like ethereal, like uh like you want the trees to like breathe with you and talk with you, yeah, definitely take some uh golden teacher's pets, you know, or golden teacher's pets or whatever. Those are pretty dope. Um, but I really liked uh I think it's a tie between the Jack Frost and the uh, albino penis envy. Okay, okay. For me, I would say either the pink buffalo or the Mazatepic, because the pink buffalo, like I said, they didn't kick in right away. I definitely felt more energetic, more creative, like for the first few hours, but it wasn't until hour four that I kind of got that that wave rock. words are hard that wave rush over me of just kind of like the colors were kind of blending together of like my surroundings and bright bright lights from my tv screens or the computer were just very intriguing just kind of like it would like pulse and radiate it seemed and it's it's one of those things that i did not necessarily get with the albino penis envy it was with that one it was way more like i couldn't with the albino pe- penis envy, I did not find myself randomly having huge bouts of laughter without really being able to pinpoint why. When I really like having that feeling. I got to laugh, man, you know, because like no matter – again, it goes back to what I was saying. Uh, no matter what you do next, f- progress is progress no matter the speed. And it's always going to be infinitely better than where your life was or <clears throat> is, you know, currently. Um, and so – you know, I, I lean into these things hoping that uh, they're going to lead me somewhere in this journey we call life, you know, and someday I hope that uh, I'll be able to, you know, 
micro and macro dose overseas, you know, and, and look at a sunset through, you know, um, the lens that is Lisbon, Portugal, or, or, you know, go down to Chile, you know, and, and, and whatever have you, you know, maybe I'm in El Salvador looking, you know, at, uh, water of some sort or a fish or I don't fucking know, but the world's your oyster, man, you know, something about shucking it or fucking it or something. But I just, I think that there's this entire crazy wild big world out there and that we shouldn't have limiting views or thoughts such as we do so instead of telling people what to think we should teach people how to think and i think that mushrooms and weed definitely help that okay so next up what luxury do you believe is completely worth the price toilet paper (laughs) or a bidet (laughs) i mean You know, okay. All right. Here's why I say this. Would you rather have toilet paper or would you rather have to use some kind of shovel or or branch or or seashells? Uh, Toilet paper. Okay. See my point? So, and now, then the conversation shifts and goes toilet paper or bidet. Um, I've never used a bidet. They seem a little weird. Like somebody, the, that's what somebody, I said. The, the, the thought of having like water splashed up into my ass kind of throws me off. Listen, I feel the same way, but <laughs> there's people that say that it is life changing. My girlfriend being one of them, she's like, listen, I've been overseas. I've used a bidet. It's fucking amazing. I, I know exactly what you're thinking, the thought, but you just got to do it. And then you'll never want it. It's just, it sucks. You feel like you're lighting a fire back there each time you wipe with toilet paper. I'm like, that's a very odd way of putting it. Um, considering that I'm an Auburn American. So thanks for that and calling me a fire crotch. But here we go. Um, yeah, you know, the, the bidet thing, it, I'm interested to try it. I thought I tried it once. I don't remember if I did. And I'm being, you know, told that if I did remember it, that I wouldn't want to use toilet paper. But I'm very, very happy with my toilet paper purchases. Okay, so <laughs> final answer, toilet paper, I got yeah, it. toilet paper. Okay, so next up, what are your three favorite ways to consume mushrooms? You already told us about the lemon tech. Tell us what else. Yeah, so lemon tech's a new one. Um, that's that's probably going to be if like I'm having a very you know rough day and I need to to get out of my head quick or get into my head, however I look at it, uh, MC Escher style. But um, Lemon tech's definitely dope. I did the edible thing with the chocolates and the dinosaurs. That's pretty fucking dope. I see. I don't have a problem with just straight like eating mushrooms. Yeah, they're dry. So you add like something to it. Duh. Put them on a sandwich. Just get them in you. You know, that's kind of the vibe. Um, I've gone as far as like, you know, taking little stems and pieces as like little pills. Okay. I, I don't know. There's just something about eating them straight that just, oh, it makes me gag so bad. Listen, I worked in a professional kitchen and people have offered me dishes to try. If I put my life on the risk each and every day with that kind of shit, I think that eating something that I'm going to enjoy in 15 minutes uh, is probably worth a hassle. Yeah, of course. That uh, That's just one of the, <laughs> the yeah. hardest part of um, consuming mushrooms is eating them in the first place it just oh man i dread that so bad it's oh so excited for macro monday and then we get there and say oh but i gotta eat them first for me to feel the effects and oh but the peanut butter trick has been definitely has made things way better let's uh let's back up real quick for people that may or may not be under the influence of something right now listening to this identify your mushrooms first okay so the ones that i've tried no 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 not you 
I'm telling everybody right now, like some more yeah. advice, identify your mushrooms because if they're psilocybin, that's one thing. Don't go out into the woods and just start eating raw mushrooms. That is Ooh. a bad idea. Identify your shit. That's just identify. Do your research. Yeah. Um, that That's what kind of kept me away from mushrooms for the longest time was because yep. um, I didn't really know what was poisonous and what wasn't. So I was like, let me just not fuck around and find out with that one. I'm just not, uh, no, no. <laughs> Did that one kill me? Yeah, I thought so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that little thing from Family Guy. He's like, okay, well, let's not do that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So next up, what's something that you're looking forward to in the future? Part of me wants to say more toilet paper, but, <laughs> you know, and it's an inappropriate. Um, watching others be successful. Okay. Like, I really am. Like, a lot of people think that I compete. I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, a lot of people think that I copy. Again, I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, a lot of people think this, and I don't give a shit. What I give a shit is, okay... Was I influential enough to a certain person to to affect what you know their perception about something? Perhaps not. But do their actions suggest that? Yeah. And so since actions speak louder words than you know, louder than words ever will, I, I watch people in and growing, you know. So whereas the certain people and I had this conversation actually earlier today in another interview, um, where they were like, you know. What do you say when uh, people are doing the same thing? You know, what what kind of flair do you bring to the industry and and whatnot? Like with my shows, well, you know, like it, it's just my it's just my perspective, man. You know, that's the truth. Like either people like it or they don't. It doesn't really matter, you know. And I just want this type of unwavering, you know, honesty to happen. And obviously, from what I can see around me, I'm seeing people succeed doing similar shit, which means. I'm being successful. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And they're succeeding kind of in, you know, collaboration with that. So whether they think it's competitive in nature or not, it's not. It's both succeeding at succeeding at the same time. Now I know that on my way to the top, I'm not gonna be alone up there. I'm gonna be surrounded by these same people. Cause you know, I'm still gonna clap for everybody. Whether or mm -hmm. not they clap for me, eh, ain't up to me to decide. Yeah, that's one of those things that I feel just with any type of competitive space or what's um, originally seen as competitive, mm -hmm. we are always trying to knock the other person down, catch them off guard, and just kind of show ourselves as being better than them instead of trying to collaborate more, highlight each other's talent. Coexist? Yes. And make, Cohabitate? Yeah, and make stuff like art that people enjoy like you've gotten several different people's creative talents merging on one idea as opposed to one person feeling they've got to hog all the glory all the time that's the truth and you know i think that advertising uh these days and marketing is brilliant you know there's so many things that are like you know um what's the word articulated to control or manipulate a certain narrative so that certain people of that uh, do certain specific things. Basically, you're stacking the deck, if you will. Okay, so, okay, if I wanted to sell peanut butter to pair with mushrooms so that people could eat mushrooms, you know, whatever, I'm going to create marketing and advertising and awareness and spend money on this and then push the narrative that you should have this peanut butter to take mushrooms anytime you do them. And that's that's how that works, you know, so we have all of these brands and everything in capitalistic America. Well, 
I don't know about you, but I'm going to be honest here. Unless I cook it, the food sucks in America. I'm joking. Um, the food sucks in America. If you go to eat food anywhere else in the world, you can literally eat, 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 and not feel bloated and like shit. So what are we doing in America? You know what I'm saying? With our food that's making us feel this way. Well, you start eat, you know, doing locally sourced this and you start taking these, you know, these steps to, to, to live a better life, if you will, including mushrooms and everything and everyday, you know, increments and in doing it. I think that you're going to make for a better future. And again, man, it comes to, I want to see people be successful. You know, I want to see people do these things. I want them to push the bounds. We got to stop, you know, um, marketing the thing you know shit the the same way and, and expecting the same outcome that's insanity you know that's the truth of it if, if you're doing the same thing as i'm doing and i'm doing the same thing at fifteen thousand other fucking people where in that is the individuality there exists none i don't know walk to the beat of your own drum or something it worked for the 90s didn't it remember the sitcoms that came out Man, just it was such a a diverse wild time, exactly. Yeah, like so many different types of cartoons that came out at that time. Yeah, Boy Meets World. You got fucking like you know Family Matters, which was dope, like kind of ending a little bit. Uh, and you had like, dude, everything. Cartoons where Beast Wars was dope. That shit was dope. But it's like, all right, well, if you looked at the shit, you know, just five years before that, it wasn't the same. You know, and that's why we're constantly pushing the boundaries of entertainment and things of that nature and music and whatnot and drugs, man. Here we are. Okay. So next up, tell us <laughs> the story of your most annoying neighbor and what they did that truly made your gears grind. I feel like if my neighbors hear this, they're going to get pissed. Well, hmm. <laughs> no, it's all right. It's all right. I really don't give a shit. So. My neighbors, I have a very different view on mowing my lawn and lawn care, okay? Mm -hmm. I believe that uh, people that meticulously manicure, you know, these mowed uh, masterpieces are the most brainwashed people in the fucking America because it's actually very detrimental to the well-being of nature and the ecosystems around them. <clears throat> you're killing bees man you wonder why you eat birds don't like your shit listen i have neighbors that spray chemicals on their lawn okay <laughs> their lawns drain into my backyard and it's fucking with my dog it makes his feet really really itchy oh wow and we've had to spend money and put a cone on him oh you know we've had to take him to the vet we have to buy him an antibody and here's the thing if i were to say this to these people they are so brainwashed they will not listen. Now, the fucked up part is I really like these people, but it's something that I can't, even if I had all of the information and scientific proof in the world, which I do, they are so fucking brainwashed that they would rather believe a random company and salesman that is pushing poison than they would their own neighbor whose dog is being directly affected. His quality of life is affected from this situation. Okay. Yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't care. Their lawn is manicured. Well, here's the problem. If you have a perfectly manicured lawn like that, and these companies come out and spray these, you know, green things on there, if you will. All right. And then you put up a sign that says no kids and no dogs. Then what's the fucking point of having a lawn? Not to mention if it says no kids and no dogs, I wonder what they're putting into the ground. 
Now, if you don't care about, you know, nature, that's one thing, man. But when what you're doing directly affects something that I care about in my family, my dog in this case, I'm going to have something to say about it. But the problem is, if I already know how the conversation is going to go, I'm not really going to be excited to have it. Yeah. Damn. So that. <laughs> Maybe you can get him some like little shoes or something. Maybe that'll help. So here's the thing. He loves grass. Okay. He loves running around. He's a big old boy. You know, his name is Jake. He's a hundred pound yellow lab. Okay. Wow. Take him to the park. No problem. He is terrified of his own backyard. He'll poop in it if he has to. Fine. But he knows that that area he can't step in. It's going to bother him. He knows this. That's a dog. The dog is learning that. He understands this. Okay. He cannot communicate this, which is why we have to observe it. But he walks around that spot in the backyard. Now, if you notice, that spot grows the same way that my neighbor's backyard does because there's a big enough hill in the backyard that the water drains under the fence into my backyard. Got you. Okay. See how that works? So if that grass matches that grass, that's all the evidence I need. And then the dog is avoiding that grass. That's all I need. Now, if I let my dog out front to run around and say hi to the other dogs in the cul-de-sac here, he ain't going to your yard. You want to know why? Because it's the same grass that's affecting him. That's why he don't pee in your yard. That's, you know, I mean, holy shit. You don't really need any more proof than that. You know what I'm saying? That should be proof enough. But I don't know. If I had to, you know, name one thing that my neighbors did that pissed me off, it would probably be that. Yeah, that's understandable. Okay. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Okay. So finally, for my questions, can you tell listeners at home how to find and follow you online? Yeah, absolutely. Just uh, look up 117 Productions. That's just, you know, the uh, Roman numeral I-I-V-I-I, all one together because I'm an asshole and mistype that. Uh, you can look us up on Facebook, you know, uh, 117 Productions, Instagram, I, you know, we're at Twitter, at Deliciously TV. I got to change that still if I haven't already. Uh, YouTube, 117 Productions. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. We have a, a website in the work right now. That's going to be dope. Um, you can look up the Daily Chronicles. That'll that'll kick you. Uh, that's uh, Chronic and then L-E-A-Z at the end. Deliciously dope. That'll take you right to me. There are other people doing deliciously dope stuff, and I ain't mad about it, nor would I ever be mad about it, but you can obviously tell the difference. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, subscribe, like, follow if you like. Cool. But if not, I'm still going to do it. All right. We'll be <laughs> sure to have all of your information linked in the show notes just for listeners who are interested in going to check out some of the work you do and some of the interviews that you've been hosting lately. Oh, dude, I've, I've had you on the show. I mean, I'm doing something right. Like, uh, you know, you're top, one of my top interviews. That's it's it's it becomes personal to a point uh, you know where you talk to your friends and you become friends with these people instead of just you know oh hey i know so and so or they came on my show yeah that's dumb uh you start to meet friends and network this way and then in doing so you know you become invested in these people man you know along the way and i think it's one of the dopest things ever and again i want to say thank you for coming on my show man that was cool as shit of course i was so excited to actually be <laughs> on somebody else's show for one since i have so many interviews on mine but i i haven't made the work until recently to start venturing out and kind of marketing like hey i exist so i've been trying to do a lot more of that and i just appreciate you giving me that opportunity in the first place Listen, you know, if there's a person that I can see, you know, trying to make their way in this big pond we call life, 
it would be uh, I'd be an asshole to try and, and hold him under the water. You know what I mean? It, it's you reach in, you, you help him into the boat because that person is going to learn, hey, that's what you do. And, you know, and uh, I've seen you do that. I've seen you hook up with some fucking amazing, amazing people. Um, I, I I really like what you're doing, you know, and I I really appreciate what you're doing. You bring a different perspective to a lot of the same fucking remedial bullshit that I see in the industry making yours, you know, uh, bar none, uh, just, you know, personal involvement and happiness, I would say, and fulfillment. You're like, I have these questions. I want to talk to these people. I want to know what they think. You make it about them. It's not hard with me. I ramble on about everything, <laughs> but no, it's, 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 it's really cool, man. I really dig what you're doing. Yeah, man. Well, just anytime you want to come back on the show or you want me back on yours, just reach out and we will make it happen. You got it. All right. But for now, you have a great day and I'll see you around. All right, love. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Miss Cadabra, over here at Smoke to Smoke, it fills me with such joy and excitement to bring you product reviews and interviews with amazing guests each week. And now, the show has a sponsor that's equally as excited to bring you more great content in 2023. Stand back and make way for Caligars. Caligars is an up-and-coming heavy hitter in the cannabis industry. We're talking about Blunt and Joint Rollers Central over here as these guys have Blunt and Keith glue in a wide variety of different flavors. Joint Rollers, Canagar Packing Kits, Glass Tips and Wood Tips, Cones and Cannons, Blunt Wraps, and so much more. If you want to up your rolling game, head on over to Caligars.com and don't forget to use the code CADABRA, that's C-A-D-A-B-R-A, to save yourself 10% off your future purchases. Hey you! Do you have a question you want to ask or want to submit an idea for a future show? Email me at smoketosmoke420 at gmail.com or send me a voice message on the podcast website. Please be sure to give us a review and share this show at your next smoke sesh. The podcast email will be included in the show notes. Also, did you know that after a long time coming, Smoke to Smoke finally has a newsletter? That's right, the new best way to stay connected with the show as things ramp up is through the newsletter. With the increased amount of censorship and privilege removal from Instagram, the chance of getting deleted seems extra high. So, if you hadn't had the chance, head over to smoketosmokepodcast.com Click on the High Maintenance Newsletter tab and fill out a few quick details to sign up. When you join, you'll get exclusive access to special giveaways sponsored by Caligars and the affiliates of the show, find out when new products release on the affiliates and sponsors website, and even better, if you live in Colorado and you have an interest in mycology, you can sign up for the Myco Enthusiast section to gain access to promotions, discounts, and giveaways hosted by myself and the show's partner, Mycelae Unlimited, on genetics and grow kits for educational and research purposes. Don't forget, for the latest updates when the show airs, sneak peeks into my cannabis adventures, and for educational cannabis and mycology content, 
you can check out Smoke to Smoke's main and backup pages, Smoke to Smoke underscore podcast, and Smoke to Smoke underscore productions on Instagram. Again, the podcast is still currently pretty hardcore shadow banned on Instagram, so the best way to help this show continue to grow is by word of mouth. Share the show with your friends and Canna family and let them know that they can now enjoy the show too wherever they stream on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And don't forget to follow the show wherever you're streaming right now so that you're the first to know when a new episode drops. Thank you for tuning in this week. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Smoke to Smoke, or should I say Shroom to Shroom? I hope y'all enjoyed it. As a matter of fact, if you did, please be sure to review the show wherever you stream, and don't forget to check out Rodney on Instagram and YouTube to see some of the latest updates on upcoming shows he's got in store. Everything will be linked in the show notes for you to go check out. That's all I've got for this week. To all my listeners near and far, no matter where you are, remember to smoke responsibly, and I'll see you next Tuesday.